So you're a dentist, eh? You're in the right place. This is the Canadian Dentist Podcast with Dr. Carlo Biasucci, where you'll get a truly Canadian approach to building a low-stress, highly profitable practice and live life on your terms. Learn more at TheElitePractice.com. The following is an excerpt from a recent members-only Q&A session. So how does implementing incentives benefit the patient's practice and team? Okay, so incentives are, there has to be a way for people to be, to feel like they are valued, that they are being rewarded for their direct contribution. This is why our incentive process, I won't get into the whole thing because for our members, you have the incentive process. And by the way, if you don't have our incentive process, it's in your welcome binder, okay? (laughs) You should have read it. But ask us if you can't find it or it got misplaced, whatever. Just ask us. And if you're not sure how to implement it, again, please reach out. So incentives benefit everybody because you're not, first of all, just to back up, our whole program is not based on numbers, on money, okay? It's a great way to keep score, but it's not the only way, okay? I want to see a great team that results in great patient experience that ultimately results in great patient feedback, both online and in referrals. Okay, so for the, this just brings back you know, patient's practice team, as you mentioned here. If the patient's practice team are not all winning together, then we are not winning, right? So it has to be checking those boxes. So how does incentives fit into that? Good question. So <clears throat> if my team is trained and they know what to do, it presupposes that we've trained them that they know what to do, right? then we can incentivize certain things. And each team member is different. Now, how we structure the incentives in itself can be um, motivating or demotivating. So the typical incentive of if we all hit X production, then everyone gets a piece of the pie. That's great, but what does it mean for, say, the person who was off for a week that month? Or you know, maybe expenses were high, and that's beyond my control. But I did, I worked really hard. You know, we didn't hit the profit because a lot of these have all these like permutations and combinations and formulas that you have. So the person really doesn't feel like they actually control whether they get an incentive or not. Like I have seen all kinds, okay? That if, um, you know, the, the production is here, but the expenses are here, and then this happens and this happens and the sun and the moon and stars align, <laughs> then I get my incentive. Well, what the hell am I motivated for? How is that going to motivate me? I don't care about that because I don't even know if I'm going to get it. So I'm just going to put in my typical effort. But if I know that if I, with my own two hands, do X, Y, and Z, then I will get recognized and an immediate tangible result in my hands for having done so. Now, you're going to say, well, that doesn't doesn't create teamwork. No, it does. Because each team member is incentivized based on their accountabilities. And they have to work together to hit them or they won't. And now this again comes back to if you didn't start with a foundation of mindset and culture and you go straight to trying to get results, then you're killing yourself, right? You're you're jumping way ahead. You're missing a key element to getting the success that will come later. So go back to the previous question, right? If you don't fill in all the points, then when you get there to this, you know, piece three or four steps from now and you skip the first three, then no wonder it's not working out. Right? You didn't 
do the things that were necessary to cause the result. So incentives, again, now should be based on things that we want the person to do. They're, they need to be desirable behaviors. They may be a number statistic. They may be a patient experience related statistic. Usually they're going to be both because if you're focused on the right things as accountabilities, the patients have to win in order for you to hit those numbers. Like, give me an example. Your case acceptance is not going to be great unless you have a good rapport with the patient. So you, if you're incentivizing based on whatever, let's say treatment presented over X dollars or accepted rather, if the patient doesn't have a great experience, then they're not going to accept the treatment. So again, if you're choosing the right incentives, and again, there's examples of this in the system and we can help you guys figure these things out. But if you're not choosing the right incentives and you're not in, in, giving people a immediate recognition and tangible result in their hands that they can see for the result that they do, then they're not motivated to do it. So we want to motivate people to do the things that we want them to do so that the patient's practice team win. Okay, that's how the structure is built. That's why it is structured the way it's structured. That's why we do, you know, it seems kind of a very off, a very different system than what is typically recommended. Uh, the reason for it is because this is based on psychology of what actually works. Okay, we took this based on the psychology of how people are addicted to their phones and Facebook and TikTok and whatever, right? This is what draws people in and keeps them glued to these things. Well, if we can use some of that to get people to be excited about doing the thing that actually benefits the patient's practice team, then why would we not do that? Whereas if you try to remove the result, the incentive for them, and bring it to a, a month-end thing based on all these things that they have no direct or no, they don't understand how what they do plays into that, except in some you know, wishy-washy way, then no, no one's ever going to do anything more than what they're doing, right? It, it brings me to this concept of, what do they call it now, quiet quitting, where people basically, um, because of poor culture, that they only just do what they're paid for. Like, you know, this is the bare minimum to get a paycheck, this is the bare minimum what I'm going to do, right? So basically, a person's become actively disengaged, or disengaged at least. And so we teach this in, in uh, culture. Right? So now they've given it a new term, that's great, but you know, I think it was no different when it was disengagement or active disengagement, which is actually trying to undermine the business. So those things are not new concepts, but we keep finding new ways to define the same problem. Right? If you're not engaging your people, if we're not going back and starting with a proper foundation for the business, then you know, through mindset, through building a great culture, then all the other things are moot anyway. There's no, you're not going to get them off the ground. So, Perfect. all right. It's funny. I just had a, a client who started with us recently and went through mindset and culture and said, had my best month to date so far. And it's just so shocker. Yep. Yeah. Never happens. eh? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a very common thing, right? It's a very common thing for people to say, wow, this totally changed our, our business exactly. because you're focusing on the things that you have. To, by the way, this is not to, to knock the, the business owners and dentists that we work with, right? Like, you don't have time. We get that. But if you make the time, you end up with more time, which is paradoxical. People don't think about it that way. Like, if I'm giving up time, then I'm losing production. No, you're going to gain infinitely more production as a result of having a better trained team. 
you're also going to gain stomach lining and more time because your team can actually do things that you don't have to now carry them over the finish line on your back. Like they can, they, they actually can do more. You're just not empowering them from the very first step, right? Thank you for listening to this episode of the Canadian Dentist Podcast. If you want to know how Dr. Biasucci tripled his practice in three years and cut his work week in half, request your free information kit at theelitepractice.com.